It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Radio presented by Parks Sportsbook and Casino Elliott Shore Parks. James Seltzer coming your way till three o'clock today. Yoey, what up, buddy? You know, I woke up this morning, felt like winter outside. Today. I know. It's uh, I'm I'm wearing like we a, skipped fall. I'm wearing like a real hoodie, not even you know one of those kind of thinner mm-hmm. zip up hoodies. It's almost like we skipped the thin zip up hoodie time and went straight to full on hoodies. But it got me feeling like it's playoff time. Oh, you're already there. Like Let's I was go. driving in today. You know the city is, you know, beautiful city as always. And I'm like, Eagles, Cowboys tomorrow. Feeling like a big game's coming. Just feel a little worried about it. Oh no! Feel, e. feel a little worried well, about let it. Let me let me start off by saying one thing very quickly. Dallas sucks. There it is. Just to there get it that is, ladies and gentlemen. out there so we all know where we're coming and, from. And I know everybody knows this, but as someone that's been lucky enough to know James for a few years now, you were literally born to say that. <laughs> like, it just rolls off your tongue so perfectly. I know lots of people in Philly say Dallas sucks great. It is an all-time Philly saying. I would go as far as to say nobody says no. as good as you. Wow. Or at least with as, as much, like, heart. That might be the nicest thing you've ever said to me, Elliot. There you go. Like, well, Dallas sucks. So, you know, it just is what it is. All right, let's dive in because, it, look, it is it is a strange feeling to be sitting here with a 2-4-1 and one team going up against a 2-5 and five team on Sunday night football. Yeah. And thinking, this one's for the division, baby. You know, it is, it is a weird feeling around this team. But I will say, and... <laughs> Look, I understand the Eagles have not been a very good football team so far this season. For the most part, they've had moments and they fought hard, which I think we all respect. But from a roster talent production perspective, it has not been the best thing we've seen. But I don't know why, Elliot, 
but I'm feeling really confident about tomorrow night. And I don't know if I'm just tricking myself or whatever, but look, I, look. I, to be frank, I think first and foremost, Dallas sucks, but literally Dallas sucks. Yeah. I, you know, I think the biggest source of of optimism for Sunday night comes from how bad the Cowboys are more so than how good the Eagles are. Potentially the worst defense in the history of the NFL, certainly. I mean, giving up an average weeks. of 34 points a game is pretty unreal. They're on pace to allow the most points in the history of football. Yeah. I mean, first team ever to allow six straight weeks of 20 points in the first half. I mean, they are a an all-time bad defense. And then you add in the Ben DiNucci factor. And I know I've, I've heard Joe Webb's name way too many times on this station this week. And I understand it. I get the comparison. I get why people are making it. But I think it's a lot more likely this is a Luke Falk game. Mm than a, a Joe Webb game. And look, the line, uh, you know, I, I'm i not saying always listen to the line. They get it wrong a lot. But this line is going nuts towards Eagles. It's up to 10.5 points is at it Parks really? Casino. Wow. 10.5 point Eagle favorite. We're getting Dallas Goddard back. We're getting Jalen Rager back. Sadly, we're getting Jason Peters back. We'll get to that whole thing well, I later. I disagree with you on that. We'll so get we'll... to that whole thing later. But ultimately, Elliot, I am feeling optimism about tomorrow night and I'm feeling optimism not just about the Eagles winning the game but about them winning it emphatically I feel good about tomorrow night so here's where I'm at I've been you know covering this team for years now living in in the city my whole life the Eagles feel like they're the perfect team to talk yourself into (laughs) we do it we do every every Sunday we watch this team for the last at least you know basically two years two 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 and a half seasons we watch them and the second the game starts, we're like, oh, yeah, that's right. This team's right. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, think about the start of that Giants game. Like, for 70% of that game, we were extremely frustrated. So you watch that game, and then Monday comes, and you're like, well, they won. So that's good. Carson saved the day, and that, that's certainly good. You get to Tuesday, and you're like, oh, Jalen Rager's coming back. We'll get, you know, getting Dallas Goddard back and all these things. And then the game starts, and you're reminded instantly how bad this team is. So c- can they win the game? A- absolutely. I think they're going to win the game. But for them to be favored by 10 and a half points. 10 and I mean, half points. They turn the ball over a ton. They have a ton of penalties. We've seen the offense really struggle. I'm excited to see Jalen Rager out there, and he helps. But Jalen Rager is a rookie with about a game and a half of NFL experience. Dallas Goddard is coming back, you know, maybe early, but regardless, it's definitely a good thing. We'll see how that how that impacts it. But I just can't get to where you are of feeling confident in a win with this team. Because as bad as Dallas is, and they are bad, they definitely suck. They Dallas is one of the worst teams in the league, and I think they're a good sign of how bad things could actually be. Like, we spent the first week, few weeks of the season saying, you know, Doug has to go, Howie has to go, is Carson really the guy? Like, get ready to see what a team that actually has major problems looks like. <laughs> because they are a team that quits on each other. They're a team that looks poorly coached. They don't have a good roster. We were wrong about how good their roster is. So as bad as things are for the Eagles – the Cowboys are another level of bad, which is why I do think the Eagles will win the game. But we can't go into this game as confident as you know as, as you seem to be because the Eagles are also not a good team, and that could change by the end of the year. Look, last, last week we said the Eagles are a bad team right now. doesn't matter because all they have to be is a good, good team come playoff time. But they, they are still a bad team, and for them to be favored by 10.5 points – is insane. <laughs> it's crazy. They could they could cover, but there's just as much of a chance the Eagles lose this game. I think a better chance they lose the game than they're wow. covered by ten and a half. Points. I I disagree. I doesn't it tell you something that they're favored by ten and a half points though? I mean, Baltimore like, was favored by ten and a half, and the Eagles only lost by ten. That's that's fair, but also you know, 
fair. I'll give you that. I, you know, Baltimore didn't play as hard in the second half as we've talked right. about and all that, but that's fair. Look, lines are not always right. We know that, obviously. Otherwise, there would be nothing to do. We would just all, Cashing be, ma- in all, all be making money yeah. all the time, and you should download the Parks Casino Sportsbook app so you can make some money. But again, it's not that easy, sadly. But that does tell me something. The fact that, look, smart people make these lines. Smart people make these decisions. The fact that this line is up to 10.5 points. It well, it says everyone's betting on the Eagles. It says everyone's betting on the Eagles, which also says something. And look, the public well, we don't know is, public the smart isn't, money. Yeah, yeah, we don't know if the smart money is. But look, I just look at this Dallas team. A team that, for I mean, just the fact that five weeks or whatever it was, five or six weeks into the season, there are players anonymously saying that this coaching staff doesn't know what they're doing, that they're bad at their jobs, is preposterous. Yeah. I mean, I don't ever remember in my time watching football a brand new coaching staff losing their locker room this quickly. Well, and the crazy thing is the anonymous quotes are right. Like, it's not even like, you know, know. like things are going poorly and people are reacting. They're right. Mike McCarthy is not a good head coach. He uh, lied to get the job. He that, came that's out pretty and admitted amazing. it. Yeah. He admitted that he lied about watching film. The that's whole year. pretty amazing. It's unbelievable, right? I mean, that's everyone's like, oh, Mike McCarthy spent the whole offseason watching film. He's going to be ready to roll. It's like, right. uh, You think man. he's even watched every snap of this team? <laughs> no. I mean, like on the defensive side of the ball. But so the Eagles have the advantage. And the Cowboys, every, every week we say the Eagles are, are so banged up and injured, and they are. The Cowboys are just as injured. Like, you cannot use the injury excuse this week. The, if the Eagles lose, it they're will not be like because they're missing their entire injured. offensive line other than They're missing Zach their Martin. top two quarterbacks, right? Yep. So, so there's all that. I just can't put my faith in a team that is two, four, and one. And that I've, and it's not just two, four, and one. Over the last two years, they've consistently come out slow. I mean, we were just talking to uh, the GOAT, Ray Diddy, in the, uh, in the hallway. And he's like, they need to come out fast and get a lead. I agree. That's exactly what they need to do. Here's the problem. The Eagles are one of the worst quick start teams in the entire league. Every week they come out and look bad. I mean, they consistently fall behind by 10, 10 well, to 7. Well, last week they, against the Giants, they were up early. Right. So if you think the biggest key for the game is for them to start quick, well, that's bad news because the Eagles generally do not start quick. Now, they're coming off of uh, – of, of a mini buy, so maybe that helps. And, and they're playing a historically bad defense, which should right. make it and easier to get And they're playing a quarterback, rolling. making his first start. But and the interesting thing about Joe Webb, you bring him up, that game has like all scarred us so much. You yep. go and you look, Joe Webb didn't even throw a touchdown. In no, game. he ran for one, but he, he ran did not for throw one. for one. Yeah, You're right. Didn't, didn't turn it over, though, which yeah. is big. And, I mean, the worst thing that could happen tomorrow is you let the Cowboys stay in the game because they will quit. They will, I mean, I don't even know who they would put in if they had to pull Ben DiNucci. I guess I think Cooper Rush is their backup. Gar- Garrett Gilbert. Garrett Gilbert. Okay, I know they signed Cooper Rush this week. But you got to get out to a quick start. I just don't know if the Eagles can do it. And tomorrow, you know, throw the records out. It's a huge It's a huge game just to see where the Eagles are at in this division. You lose the game, you're 1-2-1 on one with a semi-miracle comeback win over the Giants. You're 1-2 you're, you're, in the division. Correct, yeah. yeah, sorry. yeah. You're 1-2 you're in the division. Um, so... Look, huge game tomorrow. I just can't get where you are at. And it's funny because we kind of alternate each week. Like, no, it's so weird. You were really confident about the Steelers game. I was confident about the Ravens game. Lost both games. But, <laughs> but uh, no, so I, I think tomorrow is a big show-me game for the Eagles. Like, go out there, dominate a bad team, show that you are the favorite in the division. I just can't get there of being that confident. 215-592-9494. I agree. Look, I get it. I, I, I am – at the same time, my gut is telling me I'm confident. I'm looking at this matchup, and the matchup tells me I'm confident. Look, the Eagles are a better football team than Dallas. For whatever that's yes. worth, they are a better football team top to bottom. They are way better coached. They have a, a 
you would think, we don't know what Ben Nucci is. He's like the X factor in this whole thing, but you would think they have a much, much, much better quarterback. Oh, like, they definitely have yes, a much better so quarterback. Yes, like, so they have the advantages across the board in this game tomorrow, and I get that it is hard to believe in this team with everything we've seen. I get it. Especially, look, and I think the fact that the Giants game is the, the most recent game we're talking about, that, yeah, they won, they came back, it was thrilling and exciting and all that, but... We all get it. Like, they were an Evan Ingram drop away from losing that game. Like, let's be real about it. He catches that ball. It is very likely the Eagles lose that game. I won't say definite, but very likely the Eagles lose that game if Evan Ingram catches that ball. So I understand that there is a a trepidation to believing in this team because guess what? The Giants suck too, and they should have beat them by more, and they didn't. So I understand that it's hard to believe in this team. I think this is another step. I think Dallas, with Ben DiNucci at quarterback, is – a significantly worse team than the Giants. Like, that's where I think we get to. I think they are worse than the Giants. I think they might be the worst team in football other than, of course, the Jets, who are just automatically at the bottom of the list. Here, here's like, my... I mean, if you go DBOA, whatever stats you want to look at, Dallas is the second worst team in football this year. So let me see if you're you're on the same page on me with this. I'm a little worried about Ben DiNucci, and the only reason is is because he is an X factor. Mm-hmm. Like, if Andy Dalton was under center, I would say this team is a hot mess. Andy Dalton's been bad. We know what we're getting. The, the thing that I think is hurting the Cowboys more than anything, and they've suffered from a lot of the same thing the Eagles have, bad coaching at points, injuries, all those things. But what's really hurting the Cowboys is they just don't seem like they can get it going, right? They're, they're like every time you watch them, they're behind 14-plus points. It's ugly. They need a spark. And I don't think Ben DiNucci will be that smart, that spark, but I knew Andy Dalton wasn't. Yeah. Like, we saw that. He was not the spark. Is there any worry on your end about Ben DiNucci coming in? And, like, you know, he is athletic. You can run around a little bit. You, you read reports out of Dallas this week. They say he has more velocity on his ball than Andy Dalton did. We know the Cowboys have good receivers. Also, the Eagles are going into this game with only three healthy cornerbacks. Just worth pointing out there. So that's a bit of a concern. And one of them is Jalen Mills, who's been iffy. A a team that has four really good receivers, too. So, Yeah, Cedric Wilson's good, too. You're right. Any any concern about the Ben DiNucci? So, again, I am expecting Ben DiNucci to look more like Luke Falk than Joe Webb, personally. But of course, as a, a macro looking at this, like I think it's the only concern you can have is what if, you know what, and and that's why I feel like they're gonna win handily because that is such a a long shot to happen. But yes, I think if I have any concern, any at all, it's that wow, Ben DiNucci looks so much better than anyone I've ex- ever expected. Because look, that stuff does happen; it's rare. But like Gardner Minshew last year, six-round pick steps in and, and was a phenomenon for a couple weeks. All they need is one good game out of Danucci for it to, to hurt Be a us. Story, yeah. You know, so so yes, the of everything. The the Danucci, who the hell knows of it all, is definitely the number one thing. But I again, I think that is a very, very unlikely scenario. Considering the offensive line he's playing by and considering the lack of reps he's had with the Stars, considering the lack of NFL reps he has had, I think it is highly unlikely that that's the way it plays out. Also, one other thing that we just haven't mentioned, then we'll get to the phones, 215-592-9494, get in. Um, The fight. Uh, I do think that the thing we've talked about this Eagles team a lot, and again, I think it goes to your point about getting up early and, and maybe making Dallas quit, but the Andy Dalton injury, the fact that not a single Cowboys player, not one, not one guy went out and got upset about that and got in John Bostic's face or whatever. I mean, that's crazy 
to me. And a perfect example of how little this team fights. Like, they were down 22-3. to they, they had already given that game up. They didn't even care their quarterback got cheap-shotted. Whereas, one thing you can say, talent is flawed. Roster flawed. All this stuff. This Eagles team battles. They fight. Mm-hmm. When down, when their backs are against the wall, they're going to fight. So that is something that at least gives me some positivity. Another thing we hadn't mentioned for tomorrow's game. But the concern is you mentioned they fight when their back's against the wall. Their back is always against the wall. That's like true. every week we, we, you know, we get through the progression of the week and by Sunday you're, you're feeling good. But over the last two and a half years, can you think of how many times this team has come out and played an impressive game? I mean, at Green Bay is really at the only Green one Bay, I no, can No, Buffalo, think too. Buffalo was a good game last year. Buffalo was, yes. Okay, That was a good Buffalo. game. It was a good Go game, on. for sure. Yeah. But my point is, very rarely does this team come out and blow the doors off of another team or come out and say, this but, is the team well, we thought well, they were going to be. The, the Jets last year. I, my point is, I think this could look a lot like that Jets okay. game. Like, th- that's the game I'm envisioning, a game where Ben, like the Eagles, again, I, I do agree with you. I don't want to minimize the point that if they can get up early, even a touchdown, like it makes such a big difference from a confidence standpoint and also from a what they can do schematically. Like, at the moment they can attack Ben DiNucci, like truly attack him with that D-line, blitzing, all this type of stuff to, to mess with this kid in his first NFL start, I think that is all the type of stuff that could lead to a Luke Falk-type game. And a concern I would have is one thing Jim Schwartz doesn't do is mix things up a lot. Like, one thing no, you hear a lot he did, about— he did, he did last week a little bit. And, a little bit. But my, but my point is, like, Ben DiNucci probably has a pretty good idea of what he's going to get. Like, he's coming in—like, no, that's, that's what you hear about Jim Schwartz is he does what he does— and like just does it well. Like you very rarely see different schemes from Jim Schwartz. So that that would be a concern I would have, at least in terms of, of to, this to counter around. that though, I do think that regardless of, of scheme, this Eagles D line versus Cowboys offensive line is as big a mismatch as there is and, in this game. I think the two numbers, if you could tell me now what they are, it would be sacks and the score at the end of the first quarter. If you told me those, I can tell you whether the Eagles won that game or not. Well, if I could tell you that. Well, you can't. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's start it out like we always do in Abington with our good buddy Tom. Yo, Tom. Yo, James. How we doing today, brother? How you doing, man? E E S P. The best three seconds of silence in radio, right there. Great <laughs> ginger pause, right there. Yeah. He's just waiting. Yeah. Did you catch the extra E? I did. What was that for? Ezekiel Elliott Shore Park. Oh, oh, no. Well, he spells his name wrong, to be fair. Well, I, I heard Omar Therese, you were a Cowboys fan, Elliott. So that's, that's, that's I was what just they coming like, off of that. like to say. Yeah. It's obviously not true. I will say that, of, of uh, no offense to Fritz, but that drop, he sold that drop as a lot yes. more exciting than it actually is. It's not yeah. as great as he made. He's like, I got the perfect Elliott drop. I'm like, oh. It has become catchy, <laughs> though. Like, it's okay. Yeah. It's, it's no Howard Erskine. I'll tell you that much. You're going to be part of the LPBB convention Friday? <laughs> On Friday, I mean, look, I don't, I don't know. What, what, what do you, th- what, what do you think is, uh, you think you confident with them tomorrow? Am I what? Oh, confident? Yeah. I, well, I gave you guys my uh, prediction last week, and I'm just going to adjust it this week. I'm shaving ten points off the cockroaches due mm-hmm. to the Ben Anthony Danucci factor, right? <laughs> the forty-five. Yeah, forty-five twenty-three. I got the final now. So, oh, yes, if this confident. Eagles offense scores 45 points, I'll be very impressed. Yeah, that All right, so good. I just wanted to run five either-ors by you guys real quick. Ooh, rapid like, fire. Like yeah, perfect. Go ahead. All right, and then I got a PSA at the end, if, if, I, if I may. All right, one, worst draft pick, J.J. or Nate? J.J. J.J. 
bigger disappointing free agent signing, Hargrave or Roby Coleman? Hargrave. Yeah, it has to be Hargrave. Though I do, I believe more in Hargrave turning it around potentially than Roby Coleman. Well, he costs 13 as much, 13 uh, times. No question. The answer's Hargrave. I'm just saying I still, I'm not totally out on Hargrave. Like, Nickel Roby Coleman can never play for the Eagles again, and I'm fine. Yeah. All right, bigger need with the uh, trade deadline fast approaching. Linebacker or running back? Linebacker. Running back. Ooh. I agreed with Elliot on that yeah. one. All right, All right. bigger surprise, mile outer or T-fold? Oh, Fulgham. Fulgham. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah I got that. All right, and the final one. Though, the Mylotta was being talked about being cut at times during the preseason. So that, oh, still, that's true. Fulgham, Fulgham was cut. Ful, you know, I, I agreed it's Fulgham, <laughs> yeah. but not, I just don't want to diminish right? Mylotta. Yeah, yeah, anyway. All right, better team, 17 birds or 04 eagles? 17. Mm. It's definitely 17. We're agreed on that? Okay. <laughs> yeah, All right, so yeah, that I was guess. it. That was interesting. Was good, though. It's 17. All right, so my PSA fellers, uh, Listen, everybody, Tuesday, November 3rd, Election Day, get out and vote. Doesn't matter who you're voting for, Boom. but just remember, a lot of people died, so we have that right. And you fellas keep talking. I'm going to keep listening. Tommy, yeah. couldn't agree more. That's why we, that's why we lead more. it off with Tom every week. He came with the, the fire either ors right there. Nice PSA Boom. at the end. This is, it's just a Well done. WIP legend caller. Right Love there. Tom Madison. Yeah. He is the best. 215-592-9494. Am I too confident? Am, is it crazy to be confident? About this Eagles team, where the, you know how bad they've been, Elliot is more kind of on the, you know, conflicted side, so to speak. I'm just starting to feel the juices. I know it's Dallas week. I know there's other things that kind of get you going, but Dallas sucks both literally and figuratively this week, and that's my biggest reason for thinking this Eagles team is going to be able to handle it. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Get in now. It's Elliot. It's James. It's Go Birds Radio. And let me remind you, so many of the Go Birds faithful have already joined us and set up their accounts and are having a blast. Legally betting on sports makes the games more fun. And like you, we all love the home team, and that's why we go with our home team and have the home field advantage when it comes to sports betting. Our team at Parks Casino Sportsbook are right here in Bucks County. Your action, money, safe and secure on their easy-to-use sports betting app. It's the only sportsbook app backed by the number one casino in the whole state of Pennsylvania. The Parks Casino Sportsbook app bet with the best. You can bet on any game on the slate. Philadelphia, 10.5-point favorite. It is wild, and guess what? I think they cover. You can also bet on over-unders, how many yards someone will have at halftime, anything and everything you can think of with the Parks Casino Sportsbook app. Again, here's the deal. Sign up now, and you get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Yes, $500. Just download the app or go to parkscasino.com slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your risk-free bet of up to $500. Again, that's P-A-R-X casino.com slash PA. The website has all the details. Your risk-free bet is refunded on your loss as a free bet. It is GOBIRDS Radio presented by Parks Sportsbook and Casino. It is Dallas week. It is Dallas week. Elliot, it hasn't felt quite as Dallas weeky as years past. Is that strictly just because yeah. these teams are both bad? Is that the only reason? Well, I was watching TV yesterday and a promo came on for the game on Sunday night and it's like, Eagles, Dallas, another chapter in the storied rivalry. And I'm like, these teams are 2-4-1. and one. <laughs> It's like, Wentz, Danucci. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, look, it's still exciting. And But like I said, even just driving into the city today, it gets you pumped up for the game. And I'm sure tomorrow when I go down to the link, it'll be under the lights. Like, it'll it'll be exciting for sure. It's just 
it doesn't. It, I don't know. It's just for some reason it feels like it doesn't carry that same. It, it's lacking juice. some of the juice. Why do you think two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four? Let us know. Is it just that they're they're two bad teams? I mean, because again, as crazy as it is, the winner of this game's in first place. I yeah. mean, theoretically, and, and Washington wins or Washington's on a buy. So yeah, the winner of this game's in first place automatically. Whoever wins this game. Boom. So I was on with uh, Ike's, Ike and Marks yesterday, and uh, they asked me what my first memory of Eagles Dallas is. Do you want to guess what my first memory is? So you're younger than me. By uh, a lot. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm making me feel old over here. <laughs> um, let me think. I would guess for your age, fourth and one? No. Really? Is it after fourth and one? Pickle juice game. Oh, so after fourth and yeah. one. Wow. Oh, my God. You know, four- he's talking to my guy! Yeah, I, I, I remember it, but I just mean my first, like, memory of Eagles Cowboys. Was, I like, remember the where I kick. was. I remember where I was, who I was with. I remember fourth and one. Like, uh, it's a moment in time that I will never. I mean, I was 14 years old, so I was, you know, old enough to really. So when I told them it was pickle juice, they were like, they were like, wow, that's, you know, not that long ago. I'm like, I was 13 when pickle juice happened. (laughs) Like, it's hard to remember a lot of what happened in my life. I was in college when pickle juice happened. (laughs) Like, it's it's hard for me to remember a lot in my life prior to like 12. Well, let's get those two. 215-592-9494. If you want to weigh in with. Your favorite memory of Eagles Cowboys or, or something that just sticks out to you, your first memory of Eagles Cowboys, or just you want to tell us why you think Dallas sucks. Please. Make James Please. Day. It's Dallas week. So if you want to call with just a little Eagles hype, guess what? We would love to take those calls. 215-592-9494. Let's go back to the phones and talk to someone who I know hates Dallas just as much as I do. Don't curse, okay? Because there's no bleep button live on the air. My guy Darren in South Philly. Yo, D! Freak the Cowboys, man. How about that? Can I say freak? Can you say what? It's hard to hear. You on a speaker or Bluetooth? You're a little muffled, D. No, yeah, we, I had a mask. Hear oh, there we go. Oh, oh, good look at you. Good work. On. Good work. Appreciate that. Wait, what? Yeah, what? Can you say what? Freak. Can I say freak? Is freak? Freak okay? Yeah, freak's yeah. fine. Freak's the Cowgirls. Yeah, I mean, I'm getting okay. tired of all the respect you're giving them. It's the Cowgirls. That's what they are. Um, Happy Halloween. Thank you. Yeah, oh, good point. We didn't even mention it's Halloween. Happy Halloween. Yes. Uh, so what is uh, what is my niece going as? Because, you know, your two nieces are going as Elsa. Darren, and, uh, it's really hard to hear you, man. Like, you're super muffled. Is that better, brother? Much uh, yeah, better. Sorry. Lay it sorry, on right? us now, Dick. I said, what is my niece going as? Because your nieces are going as Elsa and uh, Cinderella. Oh, so my, my daughter loves Elsa, obsessed with Elsa, among other things she's obsessed with. She's going as no one. <laughs> oh, come on, man. You got to so, let her dress up as something. We, we normally do. We did last year, but it's like, you know, we, we kind of missed the ball. And we're not going out tonight or doing anything yeah, for I agree. it. And she's, old, she's not even two yet, so it's like, she yeah. won't, it's strictly for our Are enjoyment. Are you giving her candy? She's two. Of course she gets. She better she'll get, get like don't a. Work. She'll get some don't like food snacks or don't something worry. like that. Yeah. Uncle snacks, Manny, yeah. Uncle 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 Darren will bring her some there candy. Don't worry. I like I, it. I, I got you. I got you. I like you. it. Like, like uh, it. Uh, my Cowboys. I'm sorry. My Cowgirls Eagles memory with me. The moment I realized I had. I told this on a Ike Ike show yesterday. But it was fourth and one. The arrogance. Like the pure arrogance. I hated them for a while because I hated Michael Irvin. But that solidified it. There was no chance on God's hot son. I would ever find myself cheering for me if we needed them to win to help us. No, no chance in heck. The arrogance to go for it twice. Yeah, Barry Switzer's finest. And uh, one last time, let's go, Birds. And Dallas, absolutely, 100,000%. You suck.
Hey, Go Birds. D, great call. Well said. Darren's good at it, too. Couldn't agree say, with yeah. anything more than Dallas sucks. 205-592-9494. Yeah, fourth and one definitely for me. And the pick, look, the Pickle Juice game was unreal. The onside kick coming out, Deuce running all over them. 44-6 to six is an amazing one that sticks out that whole day. Just wondering, yep. like, no, there's no chance we're going to be able to get in. Like, this is just not going to – and then Michael Bush is rumbling all over the Bucks. Like, that was a well, special well, day. What's interesting for me is, like I said, my first memory is uh, the pickle juice game, right? And that's when, in my lifetime, at least, Eagles started to – you know, they became – they were always relevant, but that's when they started becoming good. Yeah, that was when Andy – that was right. when the Andy era truly started to but roll. But the Cowboys have never really been relevant. In my life. Like this. I mean, if you think about it, like there was the one year when Dak took him to 13 and yeah, three. And Romo, Tony, Tony Romo, Romo had the one 13 and yeah. three year. But, but for me growing up, like I remember hating. They've never made it to an NFC championship game in your lifetime. I mean, not in no. your cognizant. That is, see, because I remember. Yeah. I remember Aikman I think they've and only won one Irvin playoff game in my life. That is, I'm so jealous but of you. For, but for so me, jealous. And I, I'd be interested to know if, uh, and I'm 33. Uh, well, I will be 33, I should say. I'm 32 yeah, in a few right days. now. Happy yeah, birthday, in a few days, buddy. Yeah. Um, but. I'd be interested to know how many people my age feel this way too. Like, I remember growing up, like hating Kerry Collins and the Giants, and they could like <laughs> never beat them. Remember, they, there was like a two years, a long two or three year stretch yeah. where they they just couldn't beat them. And but the Cowboys, they used to smack around all the time. Like, yeah, I, Quincy Carter was the quarterback for a while. I mean, they used to really the Cowboys were never really relevant when I, I was that. you know yeah, like, I really I, started watching. I, yeah, I they were very relevant when I was a kid. Sadly, two one five five nine two. 94 94. Let's go to Brumal and talk to Mike. Hey, buddy. Hey, guys. What's happening, man? How what you guys up, doing man? today? Good, good. How Yo, you doing? Elliot, when's your birthday? What's, what's the date? This Monday. Monday, yeah, November, November 2nd. 2nd. Oh, oh, man. I share my birthday with you, Elliot. Oh, man. Look I'm, at that. Birthday buddies. I'm happy seven, to hear that. Seven years apart, though, Elliot. I, I got the big four. Over seven, I was going to say oh, seven okay, years. So, Mike, younger. you and I are almost. I'm 39 right now. I'll be yes, four, yes. So, we're the same ages, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's good, though. And, well, same happy early birthday, my guy. Oh, same to you, Elliot. Yep. I appreciate that. Can I give you guys my, my memory? It's kind of special to me. Absolutely. Yeah. So I only went to one. I've only been to one Eagles-Cowboys game in my life, and my mom gave me tickets. It was part of her Christmas bonus at work for some extra work that she did that year, and she said, here, my mom's not a sports person at all. She said, here, Mike, take these tickets, take your grandfather. I said, okay. It was December of 03, and it snowed earlier in the week, and it was like ice cold outside. And I took my grandpa down early. I knew a couple guys tailgating. So we went and just – we just said hi, and then we went in. And uh, it was just such a good game. They, the Eagles actually – it was actually – it was actually – I don't know if it was for first place, but Dallas was like semi-relevant in 03, in December of 03. And it was tied at halftime, and the Eagles just took them apart in the second half. Nice. And it was just – it's just such a good memory. Oh, like three. Richie would have been on that team. Yeah, oh, yeah Richie would have been on that team. How about team. that? Oh, look at that. John Richie. Eagles legend John Richie. <laughs> But, yeah, so, I mean, it, it, it was not a significant game at all, but that was just, that's was just cool. such a special Well, that's why this matters. You know, it's like we all have our, our memories, our moments, and, you know, I know that, like, certainly, again, for me, obviously, as you can tell by how much I love saying Dallas sucks, like, we just grew up with such a, a hatred. Oh, man. <laughs> like, and, a, a, that, that, a oh true God, hatred of the Dallas well, Cowboys. Let, let me ask you this. Obviously, as, uh, as birthday mm -hmm. buddies, November 2nd, Monday, but November first, the game. You feeling like uh, they'll give you a win? You feeling confident about this one? Oh yes, I, I am. I really am. I really feel like they're. I think the defense is going to play really well. I think and James said it earlier. The defense, their our defensive line versus their offensive line is. Uh, I think that's a total mismatch. You know, and the the Danucci is that his name? Danucci. Yeah. yeah. He's going to be running for his life back there. If he's a, as athletic as they say, I can see him making a play here, a play there. But I, I just don't think they're going to have enough. 
Mike, great call. And yeah, that that's where I'm at. Like I, sport, really quick. Yeah, good. Sports is just so much about confidence, and you got to take the confidence out of him early. I tomorrow. I agree hundred percent. You cannot with you. like. Andy Dalton. Don't is a, let this a, guy get anything to get rolling. Right. With. Andy Dalton's a good veteran quarterback. All those things. Ben DiNucci is probably like more of an athlete. Probably throws a I'm better sure ball. I'm sure he is more of, of an athlete so for sure. If you get, if you allow him to get going, and this sounds crazy to say, but if you allow Ben DiNucci to get going, like watch out. Right? <laughs> but it's true. I mean, if you let a guy get confidence like that, it could really inspire the whole team. So that's why I, I do think you got to come out tomorrow and let Ben DiNucci know very early on. Not happening. Yeah, I agree with you. And again, I do think you know not to just hammer home that point, but I do think that this Eagles D line has a chance to own this game. Or similar to that Jets game we talked about. Yep. You think about what they have that, nine sacks. Yeah, you, that's what you think about, right? You think about how bad Luke Falk was and how dominant that Eagles D line was getting to him and completely destroying that football game. Mm-hmm. I think that that is the type of game we could see tomorrow night. If this Eagles D-line takes advantage of the matchup well, like they and, could. And that's why I think if you could tell me a number from the game, sacks would be it. Yeah. Like, even I, more so than Eagles points scored. I, I just think if you told me that they brought him down six times tomorrow, there's no way the Cowboys win that game. You got to bring him down, though. Like, it can't be two. You really got to bring him down. 215-592-9494. Let's talk to our good buddy, Ja'Cory. Yo, buddy. What's going on, man? How you doing, Ja'Cory? Good, man. Um... I'm gonna say this right now. We gotta get a win tomorrow. Um, I ain't mean. Jacor, you're a little I muffled. Are you on a, a speaker or Bluetooth? We're getting all kinds of muffled yeah. issues today. Can you hear me now? Boom. Yeah, that's better. Can't blame the rain today. It's not right. My bad. My bad. It's all um, good, brother. No, um, I think we gotta win the game uh, by a lot. We gotta crush them. Uh, I think you guys are right. This gotta be like the chess game. We gotta get like. I'm not. I, I was, if we get nine, that's perfect. I think we'll get like six, seven sacks. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to go over some things with you guys. Um, I think the first play in our offense, we should go deep with Rager off right off the bat. Yeah, go deep. Yeah, or high tower either or, but I'm with you. Take a shot. Yeah. I mean, again, this um, Eagles defense. I mean, this Cowboys defense is so bad. Like they, yeah. there will be opportunities. Yeah. Then, um, I think like on a quarterback sneak, um, Hurst should be lined up as a running back. Take the sneak, toss it to uh, Hurts, and throw it deep to Rager or Hightower, like on a crossing post. Also, I don't know why they didn't bring up um, Elijah Holyfield. You know, Dallas has the worst run defense in the league. Yeah. But um, I don't know what to deal with that. But I think we got to win tomorrow by a lot. And, um, yeah. Um, well, let me ask you this, Ja'Cory. If they do win by a lot tomorrow, like let's say they come out, they play well, it's never a game they win. How much does that change your opinion of this team? Because I think everybody a few weeks ago would have probably thought, all right, this team's oh, no. not going anywhere. But if they win tomorrow, it's, it's, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. You know, we're going to get more healthier through the season, and I think it's going to change everybody's mood. And I got a move for you. Ooh. Yes, um, Lay it okay. on us. You ever watch the movie um, New Jack City? Oh, oh I love New no. Jack City. I have not, not watched it. Oh, that. Nino Brown, man. You got it. Jacory, great call. I'll put I will, it on my list. I will co-sign that. New Jack City is an outstanding movie. When was that made? Wesley Snipes, Chris, Wa- Chris Rock. Uh, 1990, I want to say up top, man. Somewhere, I know it's a little early for you. It's getting a little, little, little early, little. but it was ahead of its time. Okay. So, a very good movie. Speaking of movies, uh, rest in peace, Sean Connery. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, again, look, 90 years old, that's a, a heck of a life. Also, the last, like, 17 or so, mostly retired, has gotten to enjoy the fruits mm. of his labor and all that. But, you know, just uh, uh, obviously super sad. 2020, just relentless, man. 
relentless. Keep going. Yeah, that was it's, sad to see. Obviously. I mean, the list of of uh, obviously just so many people, but the, uh, particularly just talking about Connery and the list of like mega famous people who mm-hmm. we lost this year is is longer than any other year I remember. So yeah, for sure, it's I mean, unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. Let's just say twenty twenty has not been great. Let's I say twenty twenty is the worst, and I can't wait for it to be over. I think we can all. You, there are very few things that that everyone can agree on yeah. like it's really rare you know there's nothing where there's a hundred percent agreement i would venture to say we have a hundred percent agreement people will, yeah let's let's be done with well maybe that can change tomorrow night no well, it won't change the whole year obviously <laughs> yeah. but maybe a little we'll po- feel a little positive, better after an eagles positive win tomorrow, moment yeah. tomorrow night yeah. 215-592-9494 tomorrow night eagles cowboys I'm confident, and and I know it almost. It's almost every time I say I'm confident, like a small part of me is like, "You're crazy." Yeah. How could you possibly say that? But I just look at this Cowboys team. I look at Ben DiNucci in his first career start, a team that's given up and historically bad defense, and an Eagles team that, at least if nothing else, has been better. They've been better over the last few weeks. We're at least seeing some improvement. I know the Giants game wasn't perfect, but we're seeing some improvement. I think there are reasons to believe they can go in tomorrow night and handle business. But I think like if when we're recording the post-game Go Birds pod and we sit and say, okay, where do we go wrong with this game? I think you might be looking too much at the Cowboys and not enough that's at fair. the Eagles. Like, that's the totally Eagles fair. have to be able to take advantage of the Cowboys, and that's my concern. Like, Can they come out and you know score – 14 points in the first quarter. I don't know. Have they? I mean, I can't think of the last time they did that. I'm sure they have over the last three years, but they actually might not have. Because I know in 18 and 19, they had one of the worst first quarter offenses. Can they do that? Can they Can they take care of the ball? Can they not commit penalties? So that's my concern. It's, the Cowboys are bad. It's whether the Eagles can take advantage of it. 215-592-9494. Can they take advantage of it? Yeah, Mike, too optimistic. And tell us your Eagles-Cowboys memories, your first memory, your best memory, whatever it is. It is Dallas week. Let's get some hype for this game going. And we've not talked about it yet. Dan in Collegeville is on the line and wants to talk about it. He's going to be next, and I'm going to ask Elliot Shore Parks about it as well. Jason frickin' Peters, man. Oh, man. The Jason Peters. Get ready for a mad Jordan James my, on the other side. Jordan Mylotta fiasco. That's coming up next. It's Go Birds Radio. It's Elliot. It's James. We're coming right back. It is Go Birds Radio presented by Parks Sportsbook and Casino Toggle Eagles Cowboys. Get back to the phones in a sec. We haven't brought I got an hour or excuse me, 45 minutes in the show and have not talked about it. Your favorite player. We'll finally I get a chance to talk stand about it. Jason him. Peters. Uh yo. <laughs> Go ahead. Here it is. For right. some weeks it's Howie Roseman. <laughs> this week it's Jason Peters. Let's... I just I, I like I can't. I can't. Uh, so Let's just confirm this. You feel incredible. Look, it looks like Lane Johnson is going to play tomorrow, and it looks yeah, like well, Jason. Lane, yeah, Jason Peters is going to be left tackle. Correct. So Jason Peters was activated off of the IR. He's going to play left tackle tomorrow. <laughs> and let me tell you, James, I don't know if it's the wrong decision. It is the wrong decision. But but don't well, you think they should put some? Of course it is. Okay. Why? What? Jordan Mylott is a better football player right now than Jason. They Peters. obviously don't feel that way. They and- don't. They're terrified of Jason Peters. I don't think it has anything to do with football. This is not a football decision. They don't use their heads when they deal with Jason Peters. Whatever that dude wants, he gets. The decision was made because Jason Peters said, I'm coming back. And they're like, all right, Jason, here's your left tackle spot. Slide on in because whatever the hell you want, you get. That's how it worked with Jason Peters, period. But don't you think the top priority should be making sure the five best offensive linemen yes, are out there? Yes, and Jordan Mailata is one of the five best offensive so linemen. You Jason think they're putting, you think they're, they're consciously putting a bad, a worse offensive lineman yeah, out there. Yeah, because oh, it's I Jason Peters. Because it's Jason Peters. I do. I think that they are blind to Jason Peters. So, Jay, I agree with that. 
I agree they bend over to Jason Peters. But I can't get behind the idea of giving developmental snaps at left tackle. I don't, again, I think Jordan Mylod is a better player. A better player. And on top of that, like, he is someone who has the potential to grow. First and foremost, like, the, I, I agree they're separate arguments, but there is merit to the argument that Jordan Mylotta has a chance to be your left tackle of future. Jason Peters does not. Yeah, but that does have merit. It, but, but add in the fact that not only whether, all right, let's say, I think Jason, I think Jordan Mylotta is a better player today right now. I think he's more athletic, quicker. I think he can recover from mistakes better. I just think he's better than Jason Peters. But let's say they're, they're the same, more or less the same. Which the stats would show for let's what it's worth. Let's say more or okay. less the same, Okay. Jordan Mylotta can get better still. Like, this is a guy who's played three or four whatever football games in his life in the NFL. Like, he's going to get better. So, like, what Jordan Mylotta could be in three weeks could be a significantly better player than Jason Peters. On every level, this move makes no sense to me other than them kowtowing to what Jason Peters wants. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree that, like, the future is Jordan Mylotta. Clearly, the future is not Jason Peters. Although, for three years, we've been saying he won't be back. I think this is finally his last year. <laughs> Please. I do think Please. this is finally his last year. But as bad as it is to put Jason Peters out there instead of giving a, a guy developmental reps and having him get better, and I know you're saying you think Mylotta is better. I'm just saying the stats don't back that up. The eye test does, but when you look at pressures allowed, hits, sacks, all those things, they're pretty much even in okay, terms of Okay, so their even if they're even, let's say, shouldn't Mylotta play? If they're even... Does it, isn't there more upside to playing Mylotta if they're the same? Yeah, there is. But yeah. so my opinion and your opinion, right, of, of Jordan Mylotta and Jason Peters matter. Right, I but, know. But, but what matters he, most yes. is Doug Peterson and Jeff Statlin. I just don't think those opinions came into play. I think that they said when Jason Peters is healthy, he's our left tackle, and that's it. Like, So I think there's a chance that Jeff Statlin and Doug Peterson decided Jason Peters are left tackle because of who he is. I agree with you. But I think that's because of everything. Like Jason Peters, I mean, Jeff Statlin – loves Jason Peters. Like, he thinks very highly of Jason Peters. So, I, I do think the right thing, obviously, like you want Jordan Mailata to stay in there and play great. But the worst thing that could happen to this team is you put Mailata out there with the, with the well, they're even, he's younger, blah, 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 all that, and he gets Carson Wentz hurt. Like, the worst but thing that Jason could happen Peters is— Jason Peters can get—no, the worst thing that can happen is you put Mailata on the bench, and Peters goes out and plays like he has this season and gets Carson Wentz hurt. That's even worse, because then you look like a fool— Twice. Yeah, well, we, we both agree Jason Peters getting, I mean, sorry, Carson Wentz getting hurt is a bad outcome. That is the worst possibly that can happen. I just can't get behind the idea of a developmental left tackle over a guy that the coaches think is better. Agree. I, I can't. Agree. I just, I think that it's not developmental. I think my lot is better. And I think that most people think my lot is better. I don't think, see, you're saying that the coaches are making a altruistic, smart decision about who the best player is. I don't believe that. I believe they well, are the putting Jason I... Peters in because he's a headache and they're not going to put – Jason Peters sits on the bench like, I don't think that they're willing to do that. Like, I think that's the problem. I don't think this is a football decision. I think it's a Jason Peters decision. I think that's part of it. I would agree with you. But I do think they think he is better. I don't. I think well, I don't. Play, they're playing him a left well, tackle. Uh, so. uh, uh, I know. Yeah. I know. That's the point. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Collegeville and talk to Dan. Dan, what do you think about this? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, yeah, thanks for calling in, man. Uh, yeah, no problem. I, I mean, uh, James, basically, like, so tomorrow night, like, when I see James, when I see Jason Peters start the game, I will have a very similar sensation as when I would see Brandon Workman get called in the game <laughs> by Girardi. Um, my, my I problem know is that is, feeling all too well, Dan. And that's and so and I told like Julia this like earlier this week. Like, I I feel this is a microcosm of the talent evaluation and development eagle uh, and drafting problems that plague this team. They had Jordan Mailata for what the last three years. Mm -hmm. 
Jason Peters should not should not should not be on the team right now. They should have cut they should have cut ties with him over this past season and then oh this past off season and said, listen, if we get in trouble at uh, at tackle, we have Jordan Mailata. The fact that they basically were forced to play him in the I think it was the San Francisco game was his first start. Correct. They didn't start him because they wanted to or they thought it was a good decision. To your point, they started him because they had to. They, they had no choice. Yeah, and I just don't trust this team to draft right. and I would, evaluate people. Where I would push back on, on you, and it sounds like James agrees, so I'll push back on both of you guys. Imagine our reaction if they went into the season with a seventh-round pick that was learning football the last two years that had never played a snap in the NFL as their left tackle. But does it matter ultimately? Yes, it the, matters. Yes, what, it matters. What do you mean? Who cares about our reaction? The reaction is the result. If Jordan Mailata goes my out point there is, and It would have been an play. extremely risky move to make Jordan Mailata your top backup to Andre Dillard. It flat out would have I mean, been. He's been a pleasant surprise, but to say that you could go into a but, season— But to Dan's point, it doesn't matter what would have, could have, whatever. The, the point is the dude can play. They misevaluated it. That's all perception on us and the way they've used him. Them saying, oh, he's not ready, this and that. Like, it turns out he was. They were wrong. Like, they misevaluated That's Dan's whole point, right, Dan? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, Elliot, can I counter your point with— yeah, I don't really recall the Jason Peters signing being very popular. Yeah, that's so, a good yeah, point, too. But he's— yeah, that, that that's fair, but he is a better look. Jordan Mailata, and I hate to Dan, great I hate, call, man. I hate to be this guy, it. but it looks like once again I'm going to have to. Jordan Mailata has played well. Jordan Mailata has played well enough to continue to develop. He has been a pleasant surprise. He is by no means playing like high-level football. He has still been probably a below-average left tackle. And maybe Jason Peters was that. So you like to your point, if they don't have Jason a good Peters option. Jason was awful when he was in. Yeah, he was. He he, especially against Cincinnati and Washington. He looked he, horrendous. He I agree. But so two of the three. But games let's he not played, act like this. This is not benching Travis Fulgham for Alshon. Like Jordan Mailata has been fine. I look. I I understand that. I agree. But again, Peters has been awful, which is a big part of this. And then again, I, the point that I keep making that what Jordan Mailata is right now this week, he could be a much better player in a few weeks, just with the opportunity. Whereas Jason Peters, like. This is who this guy is. Like yeah. we've, he is cooked. He's yeah, but this a isn't the preseason. Man playing left tackle in the NFL. Yeah, but this isn't the preseason. This isn't Nate Sudfeld back there. This is your hundred twenty-eight million right? dollar quarterback. I think Jordan Mailata now and particularly moving forward is a better option to protect him. That is the core of my point. That could end up being true, and the Eagles have to get it right because you cannot put the worst of the two left tackles out there for the reasons you're talking about. You have to play the best person at left tackle. Like I said, this isn't receiver. I don't care about the developmental reps. If you think Jordan Mailata is better, play Jordan Mailata. But if you think Jason Peters is better, I don't care what's happening in a few weeks. Play the best player tomorrow night. David in New Mexico. How are you, sir? What's going on, gentlemen? What up, man? You know what? Jason Peters is really starting to piss me off. There it is. Been there, Dave. Been there. I mean, come on, dude. Why, why, why are they cowering down to this little prima donna? Look, Jordan Malata, you call him a uh, – what would you call him a, a, a reasonable – Yeah, I think uh, he's been average lower to – Lower Well, I, said, I think he's been below, average okay. to below average. Yeah. Okay, you have an average to below average guy who's never played freaking football before, okay? I think that is a freaking compliment. Okay, yeah. that's a good thing. And I you agree. Can get he better. has shown promise. Okay, get, I agree with you on that. You, but you can get better at against this Dallas defense. And he, you're killing his confidence. You're killing his rhythm. And if Jason goes out there and stinks it up and gets and gets Carson hurt, they're going to have to. That'll just be another regret on this coach. But let staff. me let me ask you, David. If so, Jeff St Jeff Stoutland, the the offensive line coach, comes up to you and says, "Look, David, it's your call. I think Jason Peters is the better left tackle." 
I think he's better right now. But do you want to play Jordan Mailata because of the future and all those things? What would you say? I would say offensive line play is about continuity and about rhythm. Why True too. destroy that, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a great okay, point. why destroy that? You cannot take Jordan Mailata off this field in a game like this, as important as this thing is, not only for his development, but for Carson Wentz's confidence. All right, he's playing behind this makeshift line. It changes every single week. The only constant has been Jordan Malata. Okay, let's let's not let's not sugarcoat it. Yeah, and if Nate Jason Herbig Peters, and Jason Kelsey. But yeah. Yeah, but if Jason Peters was that good, all right, if Jason Peters was that good, then he'd have been out there. All right. But I just don't I just I just think that the that the Eagles are going to overthink this. They don't start off fast. All right. They're not the kind of team that has that killer instinct. Mm-hmm. And this game worries me because Jim Swartz is too stubborn to do the obvious. And I don't think Carson has to play out of his mind. Carson just needs to play the game. Carson right? just has to not to be bad. He, he just has he to not be but, bad. But, but yeah, he okay, well fine. If he's if he's if he's medium, he'll win this game. Yeah. And that's what they and that's what they need. Because if they lose to the Cowboys, if they lose this game for whatever reason, somebody should be fired. David, great call. And look, I, yeah, this is we, we're talking a lot about like I think we both, even though I feel confident they're going to win and win handily, and you feel like you're not, you're conflicted, but you still feel like they're going to win the game. I think they're, I think they're going to win. Yeah, the I mean, if they lose, that's a uh, oof. I, I haven't, look, I haven't look, even not, allowed. Yeah, not a good I haven't even team. allowed myself yeah. to to consider that like, possibility. Look, Dallas is a really bad football team. The Eagles are also a bad football team. So, man, ten and a half on the Parks Casino app. That is like it's aggressive. That is a lot of points for a two, four, and one team. That's a lot. That of is a lot of points. I would. I will say this though. Dave's point about continuity was one of the best points I've heard about why you. It's keep a really good point. There. Yeah, better than any point you made. I would say. <laughs> if I had to pick. I'm happy we got Dave's Dave's point in there before. Dave's uh, way better than yeah. me. I, I can't argue with that. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. One hour down. One hour to go. It's Elliot. It's James. It's Go Birds Radio. And just like we just talked about. The Parks Casino Sportsbook app. So many of the Go Birds faithful have already joined us and set up their accounts and are having a blast. Legally betting on sports makes the games more fun. Like you, we all love the home team, and that's why we go with the home team and have the home field advantage when it comes to sports betting. Our team at Parks Casino Sportsbook are right here in Bucks County. That means your action, your money. They're safe and secure, and they're easy-to-use sports betting app. It's the only sportsbook app backed by the number one casino in the whole state of Pennsylvania. The Parks Casino Sportsbook app, bet with the best. You can bet on, like we just said, Philadelphia, a 10.5-point favorite tomorrow. I feel confident in that, which is absolutely crazy. You can bet on any game on the slate, the over-unders, how many yards someone will have at halftime. Anything you can think of, the app is easy to use. It's fun. It's intuitive. And get this. Here's the deal for you. Sign up now. You get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Yes, that's a $500 risk-free bet. Just download the app or go to parkscasino.com slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your risk-free bet of up to $500. That's P-A-R-X casino.com slash PA. The website has all the details. Your risk-free bet is refunded on your loss as a free bet. It is Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks Sportsbook and Casino. James Seltzer, Elliot Short, Parks coming your way. It's Dallas Weeky. It's Dallas Week. Need some fire. Most you want to turn his mic on? 
You there, E? Yeah. Oh, there we go. Hey! I mean, it was on. It said it was on. So That was on Mosh. It was blame on Mosh. Mosh for well, one. look, he just got here. And you, you know Mosh is He's here when you hear Ted. the- He's uh, blaming you. Uh-oh. We got a controversy here. Love the debate. It said on in here. It yeah. said the- But regardless, you know you know, you know, know Mosh is here when you hear the uh, every dog on play. Yeah. That's like the, a classic Bring the Mosh. fire. Bring in the fire. Love not it. only is it Dallas week, like the game is about 24 hours from I mean, a little more than a little 24 more, hours. But still, about 32 hours away. Primetime games- are, I'm so conflicted with them because 30. I love when, you know, it's nighttime, the lights are on, it's exciting. But, man, waiting for that game all day. Oh, it's oh. brutal. It is brutal. It is. And then, and I again, I don't think this will be an issue. To, but, like, the Giants game, for example, when and they won it. But when you think you're going to lose the late night game and you're up till midnight and yep. then you have to go to work the next day and it's awful loss, few things worse. Well, and look, few we, things worse. we can't complain. We both have great jobs. Yes. But you know, staying up till we have to stay up late to record 2 after and all that. <laughs> we're at twenty two twenty one. It's much better when they win. Let's yes. do it that way. Two one yes. five. People are more excited, which is yeah. always more fun. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Obviously, talking about tomorrow night's Eagles Cowboys game, which you know, even though it's two four and one and two and five is for the division lead, which is prime time. We're like never we gonna get. It's never. It's never not gonna be weird to talk about these games being for first place between under you know under five hundred teams. That will never not be weird. Uh, and but, the nice thing about a rivalry game is this could be the next chapter in something. I mean, this could, could be the next game. We well, remember. like we just talked. Exactly. Exactly. We were talking about memories of Eagles Cowboys earlier and definitely call in with those. If, if you want to give your first or best memory of Eagles Cowboys for Dallas week two on five, five, nine, two, 94, 94. But that is the beauty of these games is that any of these games can turn into one where it becomes part of the lore and part of the history and something. I mean, the pick we're playing game. the clips of. Right. 10 years, 20 years later on the, on the radio. So that is a really cool dynamic to any one of these games, no matter you know where the teams are kind of coming in. The worry is, there, I feel like there's a better chance this is remembered as the Ben DiNucci game. Don't say it. Than Stop. The, the Eagles be, beat Ben DiNucci Stop. game. Stop! None of that! 215-592-9494. DiNucci definitely a little nerve-wracking just because we have no idea what he could be or who he will be. I, I'm, I'm not expecting to be nooched, as they say. Uh, or as well, they could say. And the other thing is, you know, you brought up the, the Luke Falk game where the Jets, uh, that was last year, right? Yep. Where they just annihilated the Jets. Uh, part of that is Mike McCarthy might be as bad of a head coach as it Adam Gase. It might be, man. And I think he he's better, be. but it might be just as bad. So, you know, Ben DiNucci is going to this game with a very good set of receivers. I think the most overrated player in the NFL in Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, I like but, that take. But, I, you know, he certainly has receivers. But he's playing with not a great head coach. Which, yeah, and a bad offensive line too, which yeah, we and can't a bad underrate. Line. Against a good defense, against line. a very good defensive line. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Weighing on that, and of course the Jason Peters thing. I, Elliot and I on opposite sides of this. Elliot just wants him to play the best left tackle, whoever it is. I think Jordan Melotta is the best left tackle, but regardless, I would play him for a hundred other reasons as well. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's talk to our good buddy Neil in Los Angeles. Neil, how you been, buddy? What's up, guys? How you doing? What up, man? Thanks for calling in. Great to talk to you. First yeah, time you. talking with Elliot. Elliot, you do a great job. Thank you. I, re I really do appreciate uh, that. You absolutely do. Listen, uh, I just a real quick horror movie for you, James. Oh, yeah, hashtag, buddy. Hashtag Alive. Ooh, I don't a know zombie that one. movie. That really? Made in, did you ever see it? No. You know me. I'm, I've seen, I feel like I've seen every horror movie made in the last 15 years, so uh, this is exciting. What, is, is the hashtag it, part it, of the title? It, it, Hashtag is part of the title. It's okay. hashtag alive. It's a Korean film, uh, a zombie film. Up until 
I, I trained to Busan was the best zombie film I ever saw, which was also Korean. This now takes number one. I wow. won't tell you about it. But don't, no, no, no. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to know anything. I love it. I love it. All Good right. recommendation. I, now I'm going to take you back 54 years. Whoa. Next Friday, November 6, 1966. I'm um, in my six years a season ticket holder at Franklin Field. Wow. I'm 18 years old at the time, and it's the greatest Eagles Dallas game ever, and definitely the greatest finish in the history of the rivalry. So they're at Franklin field. Dallas is heavily favored as usual. They had beaten the Eagles 56 to seven earlier in the year. Now, if you get to the game late by late, I mean a minute and a half to your seat. You just missed a 105 yard kickoff return by Mm -hmm. Timmy Brown to open the game for the Eagles. He'll later return another one, 101 to become the first player in history with 200-yard kickoff returns in the same game. Has anyone done that since? Their third touchdown is an 87-yard punt return by Aaron Martin, a defensive back that we got from the Rams earlier in the year. So the Eagles are winning, uh, and it's trying to think what the score was. Uh, The final score is 24-23, but here's what happens. And this is the Eagles with five first downs and five completions in the whole game. Sounds like this offense. Dallas gets the ball, and they're going to drive for the winning touchdown. Now they're going through the Eagles like a knife through butter. They're inside the 20, and they need about six yards to get to about the 11-yard line. And they're going to call a timeout if they get the first down or not either way and kick this uh, winning field goal. Well, they give the ball to Dan Reeves, familiar name, later became a coach with the Denver Broncos. Sure, What happened? Runs up the middle. Huh? What happened? Well, he runs up the middle. And he's met head-to-head by Joe Scarpati, an eagle safety, who later would become famous for being the holder in Tom Dempsey's uh, 63-yard field goal. Scarpati hits him head-on, knocks Reeves almost just about to the ground, but he has enough for the first down. There's only one problem. As Dan Reeves doesn't have the football at this point, and Joe Scarpati is running the other way. Get out of here. With Walt Garrison, he stole the ball wow. from Dan Reeves, and Walt Garrison chases him down at the 50, and Scarpati runs out of bounds. Now, back then, we don't have the technology we have now. The only thing they could look at was one TV replay, wow. and it appeared that Scarpati did steal the ball wow. legally, and they were livid, the Cowboys. So, Neil, that's a, that is a great, great this call. This is like the poster child great. for Thank you for calling, an Eagles-Dallas that was Dallas a great, call. Well, that's a cool one, too, because, you know, like, obviously. You have to look that game up. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like, you know, we, we weren't Seems there like for there that. might not be video. And it's also one of those ones that, like, you don't hear about a lot. And and I think that's a very uh, a very fun, unique memory. You did a great job explaining that. I don't even know if I could explain last week's game that well. <laughs> and that know. game was, what, 54 you years ago, You could tell that that was that was. Is, I love the twist and the turn. Stuck He's like, yeah, in his memory forever. Very that, good. That, like I said, that to me, like growing up listening to WIP, that's like a Dallas Week call right there. Mm-hmm. Like that is what you hear this week. So that, two, was, um, that was cool to get. Yeah, two, uh, shout out to Neil. Love Neil. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Cincinnati and talk to Mark. Hey, buddy. Hey, guys. How's it going today? What up, Mark? How you doing? Good. Hey, uh, just very excited um, and nervous. I'm not as confident as James. Uh, but, hey, could I uh, just give you my quick Dallas thing and then uh, talk about the game? Absolutely. So, so uh, James, yesterday I told you that when I was a child I was a Dallas fan, right? You did. And uh, so what happened was uh, 
they drafted Tony Dorsett, and my older brother, whose nickname was Moose, hated Tony Dorsett. I'm not sure why. I think he lost money on him in a college game or something. And so my brother, when he drafted Tony Dorsett, I walked in, and he punched me in the face. He said, you ever come in here a Dallas fan again? I'm kicking, I'm kicking your butt and kicking you out of the house. It's called good so work right the there. Of, good work. Yeah, well, my, right. So my dad was not a, a very good parent. You know, I mean, he, I, th- I think I mentioned yesterday he bought me a, a Bart Starr jersey. And he just, <laughs> he, he just felt like the Eagles were bums. I mean, they won the championship in 60. By this, you know, by the time I was uh, six or seven, you know, they were they were in the toilet. So yeah. Well, what are you, you got know, about? What are you thinking re- about? What are you thinking about tonight or tomorrow night? Uh, okay. Mark? Man, James so, is ready to go so already. Tomorrow, tonight. Yeah. So so <laughs> I, I, I just don't have. I have not had a lot of confidence in this team since 2007. When I think I still think that the defense has holes, and I think that that when a team comes in, and especially a guy like this that you don't know. And the only saving grace is I don't have a lot of confidence in the Dallas coaching staff to yeah. be able to, to, to pick apart the Eagles. That, that's really the thing. But I just, you know, I, I, what, what do you know? Uh, two, two things real quick. What do you know about the Dallas offensive coordinator? And is there a short answer to why doesn't Jason Peters play left guard and stand next to Mylotta? Um, great question. Well, so the, appreciate the call. The Peters one first, because uh, he's never played it. I guess would be the short answer. Now he did practice right guard, so you would think in in some ways the transition would be just as easy. When they put him at right guard, they said one of the reasons they were confident is because he knows all the calls. He's played on the offensive line and in the offensive offensive system for a long time. So I do think you could potentially put him there if you wanted. I mean, Nate Herbig's been playing really well at left guard. I think you can make the same argument of. Why why switch that up as you could for Mylotta? I don't think they're going to put Peters at left guard. So uh, I don't think it matters. I, it doesn't matter. But I, look, I again, I, you know where I stand. Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather see him play guard than tackle. That's for sure. Right can now, can you think of another Eagles legend? I think Peters is definitely an Eagles legend. Sure, that has kind of ruined his reputation like this without leaving the team. No, it's a great like. I mean, they're like. <sighs> I can't think of another one that. That's, I mean, I, I guess can't T- either. T.O., but he left. And Man, it, he was one year He's here. not really a legend. I like, Jason Pierce is a, a Hall of Famer, McNabb? played the vast majority of his career with the Eagles. Kind of, but McNabb, you know, McNabb was already, like, hit or miss when he was here. Yeah. There were the tractors, all that. He was always People getting... always loved Jason Peters until this. Yeah, or if not, if nothing else, like, maybe not loved. And he was the bodyguard. He had that whole thing. But, but if nothing else, like, we... We loved him as a player. If nothing else, we were, you know. I think as a person, too. I I always thought, even though he's not super talkative, I I always thought that people connected with him personally as well, like the bodyguard, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a left tackle is, you know, no offense to my offensive lineman. It's not the most exciting position to watch. So it was mostly who he was, I thought. But, yeah, it's just crazy in both your opinion of him and, you know, you hear callers call up and say they're done with him. I mean, it's just, you know, he's probably going to get his number retired. I'm done with team. him. I, I, again, I've said to you before, like, I don't care anymore. Like, I will not applaud when he goes to Canton. Like, I got nothing left for that guy. I, I really don't. Like, I don't care about Jason Peters. As far as I'm concerned, he can leave the Eagles, go away, and I never hear about him again, and I'm cool with that. Well, I That's think next offseason you might finally get your wish. It'd Thank be pretty surprising you. if he was back in 2021. <laughs> I, I, Let's put it this way. Until he's gone, I won't believe he's actually going to be gone. Yeah, I mean, that's the correct take to have. Sadly. 215 592 
Let's go to Nice Town and talk to my buddy Sharif. Way too long, buddy. How you been, Sharif? Hey, what's going on, James? How you guys going? Oh, let me mute this. I'm outside. I you sound get, all right, man. It's all good. Thanks, you for, sound good. thanks for calling in, man. Oh, but yeah. Uh, but uh, Elliot. You know, uh, one of the things I used to uh, admire about you, you always take a look at trends before you make a decision mm-hmm. or make an analysis about something. But how about the trends of the Eagles legitimately not putting better players out there for whatever reason? Maybe it's because a coach like another player yeah. like Nate Jerry over LJ Ford, over TJ Edwards, or Alex Singleton, or, or, or something of that nature. Like, we, they have a trend of... I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is because it's not. It's, it's almost well, like I, I think you could almost, Douglas. You could call you it know, a trend seen it. of poor evaluation yeah. in a lot of ways, and and, and how he gets ripped for that. But to your point, I mean, there's a lot of examples of this team being better once backups go in, and they're only in because of the uh, because of injury. So I, I agree with you. That is a trend. Um, and you continue your point if there's more. But what what I was going to say to to that was I think with Jason Peters, the difference is. I'm putting the best guys out there to protect Carson. So maybe my lot is better, but I agree with you. There, There is a trend of poor decisions in that area. Exactly. You just made a, a better one about J.J. Uh, I think a white side being there over last year with Greg Ward. This yeah. year probably would have been yeah. Fulcum. If, uh, it's a great so, point. It, it's something about the Eagles, and I think it goes to Laurie. So Laurie wants to be loyal to players. So much so that I'm thinking that he probably has a hand in it because I cannot imagine. Well, I also think, Reef. I also think that it's Howie, like, and we've talked about this a lot with Howie, but Howie, if he drafts a guy in a yeah. certain round or whatever, he's less willing to give up on him as quickly as he the, sometimes the, needs to. The Eagles don't really have true competitions when you think about it. Yeah, like they, they preach it, but, but they don't. You're so right. Very Howie. rarely does a player beat out another player that if they're like a lesser draft stock or anything like that. I mean, they, they played Nate Sudfeld as the backup all preseason. And then just put Jalen Hurts as the second backup to once the season started. Yeah, so, or like Deontay Burnett. And again, like this is a very low level thing. Show, guys. Happy but, birthday, Elliot. Sharif, oh, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thanks that. for the call. Call man. more. Really that was a, yeah, yeah, that was a great point. Reef's a great call. We haven't heard from him in too long. Um, I, to, like to that point there, though, like again, like we see this over and over again with, with guys who are clearly playing better. I mean, the fact that we even had to have a conversation are they going to play Alshon over Travis yeah. Fulgham? Like that was a conversation that we had, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that this is something that you can call a trend with the Eagles. Absolutely. And that's why the web of blame is interesting because on one hand, like how he deserves credit for, you know, some of these guys like Greg Ward, right? I mean, all all these guys that are kind of fringe roster players that have come up and played well, but on the flip side, like he consistently, you you can see it. Like Sidney Jones was out there, right? Like they do put guys out there that have drafts. I mean, Greg Ward's a perfect example. Like last year, all for the entire season, we're sitting there like, where's Greg Ward? 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 And it took until the end of the season when all these injuries finally completely deplete the team to see this guy come up and be like, oh, yeah, he clearly should have been here before, certainly over a guy like J.J. or whoever. Uh, can I make a, a random Greg Greg Ward point sure. real quick? Yeah. I would be perfectly okay with Greg Ward being a starter receive, starting receiver of this team for the next, like, seven years. I love Greg Ward. I think he is dependable. He's a slot I think guy. I think he's yes. perfect for his role. He has Carson's trust. He has good hands. He makes big plays. Like, he had the game-winning touchdown against Washington. Mm-hmm. He had a touchdown last week against New York. So, I think there's a lot of moves still to be done at receiver. You do want to look for, for new players. 
Greg Ward has earned the right to be like a starting receiver or at worst a top four receiver on this team as these decisions are made. I agree. I think he fits the role perfectly. The the role that he has on this team, I think again, I think I'm very happy with Greg yeah. Ward. I do think it's an indictment of how he of whoever else is involved in the evaluation of players that it took until whatever it was, week ten, week eleven, whatever it was for him to be up last year. Well, and you hear from players on the team. Like, yes. Well, well that was something you talked about last yeah. year. Like you'd be like, everyone thinks Greg Ward is great. Everyone thought like, Boston <laughs> Scott was great. And, Jalen Mills and Darius Slay both said once Travis Fulgham got to camp, they would stand on the sideline and say, wow, this guy's really good. Uh, and then the Eagles cut him. Like, they exposed him to waivers, right? So, like, they deserve credit for picking him up. And at the end of the day, if he's a starting contributing player for they this team, they get credit for they it. They get credit. It's a bottom line business. But there were, they, they, like, it's not like they were short about this guy. Yeah. And it was like, you know? And, and to the last caller's point, uh, Sharif's point about Jeffrey Lurie, I think that there's a, a positive and a negative of that, though, because we see it in this city, even just with like Ike Reese and John Ritchie. Players that play for the Eagles love that organization. And I think when you talk about the culture there, it's a great culture for that reason. And so, yes, because of that, they do make moves at times that are loyalty, like Darren Sproles, right? But I think that you get some positive from it as well. 215 592 9494. Coming up in just a minute, we're going to get Elliot's player to watch for tomorrow but first let's go to overbrook park and talk to my good buddy rob hey rob what's going on jimmy how you feeling today good man good to hear your voice thanks for calling us yeah how's the family hey awesome. elliot it's good awesome. i finally get to talk to you man oh well i appreciate you calling in man i'm excited yeah i'm excited too man yeah 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 you're getting me goosebumps here <laughs> the, 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 thing, <laughs> the thing about the, the, the eagles man is like uh I, I can't watch this game tomorrow. And yeah. I've been a fan for 40 something years. I can't watch it. I know, I, I think they're going to win. I'm pretty sure. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure. I'm like, Jimmy, I'm pretty sure they're going to win. Because Dallas is a train wreck. They stink. But until Jason Peters is gone, I will not watch the Eagles because he is the symptom of everything that is wrong with this team. Poor drafting, uh, loyalty to older players that aren't any good anymore, and keep bringing them back. And and then bow, and then he 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 caused the, he caused his coach to have to lie for him. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, you know, so oh, you know, he came to the office and he's ready to go. He's going to play the left tackle. I I don't trust. I can't trust uh, Doug anymore, man. I can't trust that guy if he lies like that for 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 for, for, for Jason Peters. So the whole organization is like under scrutiny as far as I'm concerned, man. It's a bunch of lies and. Well, I think I and think your your we're, point we're at right now. That's yeah, why we stink. Well, your point about him being the poster child for the problems, I think, is a good one, right? Because of the poor drafting, yeah. the the loyalty, the injuries, like all that stuff, and honestly, like the potential in a certain extent. I think with this team, a lot of times we talk about potential that has just frankly not been there over the last few years. The only thing I disagree with you and James about is. I just want to make sure the best left tackle is out there. And it might not be Jason Peters. He's not Peters. the best. He, well, but He's not Jordan, the best anymore. Right, but Jordan Mailata has also not been that great. Like, I'm also excited about Jordan Mailata. He has proven that he is definitely worth developing, which I think at the beginning of the year we probably wouldn't have said. But I don't think he's playing at a level where you can't take him off the field. Like, he's not Travis Fulgham. Fulgham's been, been dominating. He's not even Greg Ward or Boston Scott last year. You could argue Jordan Mailata has been somewhat of a, of a liability on the line, honestly. Here's the thing, Elliot. You know, when they start a game with Jason Peters, y'all have that guy, Herb Dean, from the UFC referee there. Mm -hmm. This guy taps off quicker than a UFC fight in a red neck <laughs> This guy taps. 
I mean, this guy, you need a referee in there to tap three out. Jason Peters tapping out, okay. You know, and, and, and just, I'm sick of it. And you keep saying what he's going to do. He hasn't done anything for three or four years. Yeah, I, I can't time. disagree Rob, with you. Terrific that. call, man. Thanks for making it. By the way, I definitely recognize Rob's voice. So it's cool to get to talk. Oh, to Rob's him. a Rob's yeah. a all-time WIP sure. call. Yeah, for so that, sure. that was cool. But um, yeah, I I can't disagree with your guys' point. It's just to me, if the coaches think Peters is better, then who am I to say no to that? Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. All right, it's time, Elliot. The moment we've all been waiting for. Absolutely. It is time for Elliot Short Barks' player to watch tomorrow night, brought to you by your Tri-State Toyota dealers, proud partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Elliot, who is tomorrow night's player to watch? So I think almost every week I've gone with an offensive player. Tomorrow, to me, the player to watch is Brandon Graham. Ooh. Brandon Graham is having one of the best seasons of his career. He's got six sacks already. Third in the NFL. Third in the NFL. He is playing a set of backup tackles. Now, he'll only play one of them, obviously, but he is playing a bad offensive line. I said at the beginning of the show, the number I need to know for tomorrow night is how many sacks they're going to get. I think Brandon Graham could get, like, two or three sacks tomorrow. Oh, similar, has, similar to what game last year? The Luke Falk game. How about it? Just saying. So, I think the player to watch is Brandon Graham. If he dominates, the Eagles will win the game. And that's not something you can say often about a defensive end. They certainly impact the game, but you look at, you know, quarterbacks, head coaches, those type of people, they have more of a say. I think if Brandon Graham and a national audience, and we know he's a big-time player, he makes big-time plays, big-time moments, all that stuff, he can dominate tomorrow. And if he does, Ben DiNucci doesn't get confidence. The Cowboys, who only have 13 points over the last two weeks, don't get their offense going. Brandon Graham going against banged-up tackles, a bad offensive line, a rookie quarterback making his first start. Go in there, strip the ball away. He's good at that. I think he is the player to watch. I love that. Again, that's Elliot's Player to Watch, brought to you by your Tri-State Toyota Dealers, proud partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. 215-592-9494. We'll continue to roll your calls. Eagles, Cowboys, it's Dallas week, baby. And, yes, Dallas sucks. He's Elliot. I'm James. We're coming right back. It is Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks Sportsbook and Casino. Eagles, Cowboys, tomorrow night. Who's up next, Moshe? Is it Robbie? Is it the legend? Jody Mack is in the house. Oh, another his legend. House, actually. How about that? We, this is a great thing do, about working at WIP. I know. We we are sandwiched by legends every week. Yeah, I mean, it's like Glenn and Ray before. Howard Eskin this <laughs> yeah. morning. Yeah. yeah so. it's just, and then we're here. James Seltzer right <laughs> no, here. Stop. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Which one does not fit? It's like Howard Eskin, Glenn and Ray, blank Jody Mack. Yeah, I think the blank doesn't fit, and I think we all know who the blank is. 215 There it is. Some clown <laughs> named Mike Lombardi. All right, 215-592-9494. I'm always intrigued, Elliot, mm-hmm. on a Saturday when I see a name on my board to wonder what, in fact, today is he mad about? Let's oh, talk to Mad Mike and KOP. What up, Mike? Um, same thing I'm always mad about. <laughs> Happy Halloween to you guys. What up, man? I'm, I'm just mad. Elliot, how you doing? I'm just mad about the future of the Philadelphia Eagles because, honestly, guys, like, I'm sure everybody in the city loves, you know, instant gratification and little wins here that really don't mean anything in the grand scheme of things. But honestly, tell me what the future of this team is because our cap situation is garbage next year. Our team, our front office can't draft to save their life. And if it wasn't for them falling backwards into a couple of receivers that, in my opinion, are still unproven and we shouldn't just be signing them long-term extensions, quite yet like they'd have nothing well so so here here would be my argument for the future 
and I agree with you that there's a lot of stuff to be concerned about. And they have not been great this year. But I still think that Doug and Carson are one of the better head coach quarterback duos. And this is coming from someone that's not even that optimistic about Carson. And if you look around the league and there was like a draft of head coach quarterback duos, they would go pretty high. And if you get them to coach their potential, play to their potential, and Carson becomes a better quarterback than he's been, frankly, like he improves, then a lot of the other areas of this team fix themselves. Like the cap space doesn't matter as much if Carson's playing like a top 10 quarterback. The the receivers don't matter if Doug's coaching like a top five head coach. And those are the two positions where you have that potential. I agree. Like Travis Fulgham, I'm excited about him. He's played well. He's not going to be like a top 10 receiver. I, that, we don't think. I don't believe he's going yeah. to be, I should say. Yeah. The, the two, the two the, things for optimism are the head coach and the quarterback because it's the only two things you can hang, hang your hat on. Going to make you guys very uncomfortable, and probably people are going to freak out about. But I oh, think, can't wait to hear it. Yeah, what, think, a, what a tease yeah. right there. <laughs> I think Brandon Graham having this kind of a season is actually going to hurt the Eagles because they're going to be so like in love with the fact that he just did this that they're they're going to fall all over themselves to re-sign him to a contract that probably he shouldn't be given. And I, I think that could happen. Now, look, he's playing at a high level. He's playing but... a, right now. He's playing really well. I know what you're saying. Why, you, you're not a Brandon Graham fan. Mike. No, and because – all right. And here's what I'm going to say, guys. It's been 10 years of mediocrity. No, at that is years. so unfair, man. That is so I, unfair. unfair it really is stats. unfair. Brandon Graham has been much better than a mediocre player. He's been a very good player. He might not be a great defensive end. Oh, he's he's been well, a, he is a great defensive end. Look, I would argue he, he is. is. Yes. Mike is saying he's mediocre. I'm uh, saying, wrong. like, yeah, I know. That's yeah. my point. It is definitively wrong, man. Brandon Graham has had a great career. Um, but really, has he though? Because yeah. he yes, just, yes, he, yes, he, he, he has. Sack record, Who cares, he, man? You're overrating the number of sacks. Like, first of all, this it, is also it, a guy who had years of his his prime taken away by having to play outside linebacker in a three-four defense because of Chip Kelly. Like, if you give him those two years of defensive end, maybe he did beat the sack record or could have beat the sack record. I mean, there, there are Look, all he's, kinds he's of things you can point out. He's not a Hall of Fame player. He's not going to go to the Hall of Fame. Of course not, but he's an Eagles Hall of Famer. He's an Eagles Hall of Famer, Mike. He is an Eagles Hall of Famer, a well-deserved, should-be Eagles Hall of Famer. And, and the Eagles have a good history of defensive linemen. They have a good history of that. He is one of the best defensive linemen ever played for the team. He's not even He's not even on the level of Trent Cole. Like, I'd take Trent Cole Well, Trent, well to be fair, Trent, Trent Cole is the second most sacks in the history of the franchise, Mike. You're bringing up, yes, Trent Cole is all. Who cares? Here's where they were picked. All that matters is what they do in the NFL. It doesn't matter where you're drafted. Like, what, saying, what does that matter? It's, it's saying, how good if, were you? If people were like, if people were honest with themselves, people wouldn't even. Like, I think. Yeah, see, I think this is you going too far. You and I okay. feel each other on Howie. This Brandon Graham thing is insanity to me. It's also I just a weird crazy. thing to really care about. Like, he's he's a very good player at a reasonable salary. He made the biggest play in the history of the franchise. Okay, fine. My only point is I really don't want to see this turn into another Jason Peters situation. Now, that is – that and my great call because it, it gets us fired up. That is a different discussion, right? Like, should they give Brandon Graham a new contract is a different discussion than has Grand, Brandon Graham had a great career as an Eagle. Yeah, look, I think with as with everything, it depends on what the number is. Like, would I give Brandon Graham – and the situation, yeah. what's the all, alternative? Exactly. Who else are you giving the money to? All those things. But also, Brandon Graham, and I don't have his age in front of me, I think he's like five or six years younger than Jason Peters. Like, you have a long time before this becomes Jason Peters' level. And to, uh, I think it was David's point from earlier in the show, like, Jason Peters is only still playing because they've done a terrible job at finding backup offensive yeah. tackles. Now, maybe Jordan Mailata will end up being that. 
But, you know, Brandon Graham, Brandon Graham is one of, I don't know, the 10 best defensive ends in the league right now, maybe top 15. I know his sack numbers aren't there, but he's excellent against the run. As I mentioned, he makes big plays at big moments. Like, I'm okay with bringing Jason Peters back in 2021. Absolutely. Let's go to North Wilmington and talk to George. Georgie! Hey, Jimmy. Elliot, how are you, man? What up, man? How you doing? Listen, you guys are becoming legends. You have to realize that. (laughs) Stop. Stop. All you need to do... All you need to do is have the football season be 12 months long, and you'll clean up at that station. (laughs) I think we'd all like to have the football season 12 months long, too. (laughs) Concur. Anyway, um, I'm probably as old as your two ages together, but December – I'm sorry, January 11th, 1981, I was sitting in the 500 level at the vet. It was minus – uh, zero wind chill factor. Mm. And when Wilbert Montgomery broke that play for 42 yards, I thought it was like 70 degrees and sunny. Wow. That whole place erupted. It I, was unbelievable. I mean, it's, it's about- pro- I mean, it's definitely like Joe DeCamera said this on the show this week, but absolutely true. It is the most important Eagles Cowboys game in the history of Eagles Cowboys. It's the only one that was in the NFC championship game. But the, the thing about that game, it was like, Real windy, 20, 30-mile-an-hour winds. Jaworski was like 9 for 29 for under 100 yards. Wow. But the running game was 254 yards on 36 carries. Wow. And Montgomery had like 190 of them, I think. But could you imagine if tomorrow night we come out and we balance the pass and the run and we get our guys involved and, you know, we get 150-plus yards? That would be awesome. What a thought. What a thought. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, with, with Boston Scott and, and Jason Huntley, I guess, yeah. is your top Corey, running back. Corey, Corey Clement. I mean, you know, their defensive line, you know, is a tro- defensive Dallas's defense is atrocious. That you, yeah. Cle- they're the Cleveland, worst run Cleveland ran for like 500 yards against them. You could definitely run the ball in Dallas, even without no, Miles no, Sanders. I have, I have a comment about my Dallas sucks T-shirt. Ooh. I came out of the Wells Fargo Center two years ago after a Flyers game, and there was a guy with a van selling Dallas Sucks T-shirts. They're white, and they have this really cool – the lettering is real cool in blue. And I'll tell you, there was a line of people (laughs) for five bucks, I think it was, or six bucks. That's good work. And and every time they play, I've got my four Eagles jerseys and my Dallas Sucks T-shirts hanging on hangers on the mantle at the front front of the the fireplace. And – it's you know, it just gets you fired up. Right there. So. It's heartwarming, George. As always, thanks for the I mean, call. Do you have a heart, heartwarming story? That is. It's like no, a, and I, I was thinking like as he was saying it. Yeah, I was thinking as he was saying, I'm like, how do I not have a Dallas sucker? Yeah, shirt? I feel like you have to get one. I mean, like, I don't have any tattoos, and I'm I'm not going to get a tattoo. But if I were to get a tattoo, Dallas sucks would be one of the ones that wouldn't be in consideration. That is not surprising to I me. Know. I can uh, just picture you showing up to the tattoo God. parlor like. I mean, because it's here's the thing. It's just because they suck so much, Elliot. You know, it's just it, it's such a true statement that I, I just. Well, they definitely suck this year. You're damn right they do. And they're I mean, suck you know, tomorrow night. I'll tell you. Thirty second against the run this year. That's, average giving up an average of thirty four points. Like, which is unbelievable. We talked about this on the podcast. Check us out at Go Birds Pod uh, on Twitter, Apple, Spotify, all the places you can find your podcast. Uh, Elliot, they're thirty four point seven points per game. That's wild. I mean, that is astounding is so, what it is. So to you t- tomorrow, and, you know, points don't always tell the whole story on offense, but 
for the the game's over, we're recording the post game pod. How many points do you think? I, I think over twenty four has to happen. Has to. I think they get. You got to get over twenty four. I think tomorrow. they get over thirty. They've the the uh, Cowboys have only held two teams. I think under. 30. And one of them was last week, Washington, where they were up so right, big and they kind of just yeah. ran the ball at the end. So, yeah, 215-592-9494. Let's go to Collegeville and talk to the Sledgehammer. What's up, Sludge? What's up, Salter? How you doing today, man? Good, pal. What's on your mind today, buddy? Uh, nothing other than uh, Elliot there, who everybody knows is a Cowboys fan. <laughs> uh, that is the <laughs> one thing Jack Fritz did with that drop. He uh, He started this rumor. But, should be uh, more mad at Jack than yeah. you are for this. I would be. I would. I would crush his soul <laughs> if he did that. So, um, the whole thing. Salto, tell me, what, what would you take over or under? Within the first four series, JP gets hurt again, and then Mylana <laughs> goes back to where he belongs. Yeah, I mean, look. It, it, I think we all know that this is the, the most likely scenario for Sunday night is that Jason Peters does not finish the game because that's just who Jason Peters is now. So, yeah, that is likely. Yeah, I mean he's he's just become so injury prone lately, and if you if you really think about it, he wasn't even on the team, and then you know because they weren't going to resign him, and then the only reason why they resigned him was because they started having players go down in the off season, which is why the only reason why he's he's actually back on the team right now. Yeah, truth, Sledge, truth. And the worst part about him like playing and then getting hurt and leaving the game early outside of the fact that he's injured, which you don't want to see that happen to anybody. But the worst part about it is he then takes the left tackle reps like all week at practice. And I know his practice schedule is a little different, but you know, for a young player like <laughs> Just Jordan, that phrase alone, yeah. his practice schedule is a little different. Yeah. He can but, do whatever the hell he wants down there. But Jordan Mailata does, you know, I do still want to develop him. Like, don't get hey, me Hey, Jason, wrong. hop in at left tackle. We want to get some reps. Nah, coach, I'm good. Yeah, I mean, you got it, Jay. Like. You got it. Don't worry, man. Jordan will take those reps. Don't worry. You just chill out, relax, Jason. Get ready for Sunday. Right. You know, joke. Or, or Nonsense. What, or, or, what, or what it's going to be is, hey, Jason, you want to get in there and take some reps? Yeah, you got a few extra thousand dollars to hand me. Sludge, good line, buddy. Good call. That Man. is a good we'll line. Hate on it. Jason Peters for being as a, they should being a good business. As they should, we should all hate on Jason Peters for the. The nonsense that he I can has only hope anybody out there is one day able to get an extra million dollars. <laughs> well, that's true. I will gladly. That's true. That's true. Have some people hate me for that. <laughs> it's a, a fair point. Yeah, Elliot, I'll give you a little bit on that one. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. One more segment to go. Jody Mack coming up after that. Get your calls in now. We'll get you up next segment. Eagles Cowboys. It is Dallas week action, and of course, as I keep reminding you, as I keep telling you. So many of the GoBirds faithful have already joined and set up their accounts and are having a blast. Legally betting on sports games makes the games more fun. Like you, we all love the home team, and that's why we go with our home team and have the home field advantage when it comes to sports betting. Our team at Parks Casino Sportsbook are right here in Bucks County. That means your money, your action, safe and secure on their easy-to-use sports betting app. It's the only sportsbook app backed by the number one casino in the whole state of Pennsylvania. The Parks Casino Sportsbook app, bet with the best Philadelphia, a 10-and-a-half-point favorite tomorrow night. Wild. I actually think they cover that, which sounds crazy. But you don't just have to bet on the spreads. You can bet on over-unders, on how many yards someone will have at halftime, Anything and everything, it's a fun-to-use app, smart, intuitive, easy. That's why you got to sign up now. And here's the deal. Sign up now, and you get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Yes, $500. Here's the deal. Just download the app or go to parkscasino.com slash PA 
and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your risk-free bet of up to $500. Again, that's P-A-R-X, casino.com slash P-A. The website has all the details. Your risk-free bet is refunded on your loss as a free bet. The two losses, was, I think it was beneficial for us to be able to just put those behind. <laughs> it's hard to focus in my pants right now. <laughs> what, whatever would you be laughing about right now? <laughs> oh, no, they can hear that at home. But... Well, if, you're, if you can't hear the Eagles fans, which is about 15 rows worth of fans. Maybe more. And saying Dallas, Dallas sucks. Yes. Dallas sucks. Well said. Was I, that, that was this year, right? I think it was last year after the Packers game. I believe. Remember when they had the Cowboys oh, coming yes, up yes, and yes. it started the chance. They were talking about nationally, which yep. is awesome. Big fan of that. Dallas yeah. sucks. Everyone letting everyone know Dallas sucks. So 215-592-9494. Let's get right back to the phones. And my good buddy in Coatesville, Chavis, how are you, man? Yo, man. Hey, Jimmy. What's happening, It's brother? a pleasure, happy, my friend. Um, happy um, Halloween, you know, to you. Yeah, we're doing good. Zoe loves the Elsa doll, Chavis. You're too kind. Okay, she loves cool. it. I'm loves it. I'm, listen, I, I got a problem with y'all with this. You know, I'm not an Eagle fan, and I'm, I'm a football fan. But you're giving this man, Jason Peters, a Hall of Fame, and I don't know what he's done to be a Hall of Famer. Well, I mean, he's been one of the best left tackles. Yeah, I mean, he didn't, like he's been. Excuse what? me. Excuse yes. me. Yes. Listen, he didn't make. He was going to. Hey, listen. Excuse me, Jimmy. Hold on. Yeah. He won a Super Bowl ring, but he never put his foot on the field. Okay, but he's played. I mean, look, his career speaks for itself. Okay, he's a nine-time Pro Bowler, two-time first team, four-time second team. Yeah, he was on the NFL all pro, six all 2010 pro all decade is, is team. legit. Like, I, I agree. He yeah, has not been. A, see, look, he's and, not been a Hall of Fame player the last few years. I agree, but he is a Hall of Fame player overall. If he is, his okay, resume that's speaks what for you itself. Say. Well, that's I think a lot of people would agree people with you, Chavis. That people that picks a Hall of Fame hasn't said that yet. Well, they're not allowed. Good, good point, Chavis. You're right. Yeah. They're not. They haven't said it yet. But the people in Philadelphia and the people on this station has him Hall of Fame already. So well, here's the thing. I actually agree with you. I think Jason Peters <laughs> is slightly overrated. I've never gotten it. But to say he has not had a Hall of Fame career, I think is taking it too I just far. think it's like one he, of those things, Chavis, where I don't think people are saying like he's a locker, but he's a, he's played a Hall of Fame level type of career. I like, think he's a lock. Hey, I mean, he's, hey, listen, you guys got to realize this. I'm 73 years old. I have seen your teams from back in the day. And before you got Brian Dawkins and Harold Carmichael in the Hall of Fame, your last two was Timmy Brown, Timmy McDonald, and I mean um, Tommy McDonald and Pete Rasselas. And there's been a lot of left tackles that came through your organizations with big records, and they still didn't make the Hall of Fame. Chavis, you no, know, I feel you. And look, good call. I, I just. I think you're underrating how great Jason Peters was for a long time. Yeah. Like, I mean, it just is what it I mean, is. There was an eight or nine year stretch where he was the best left tackle. And look, ultimately, uh, you know, when it comes down to it, his, his like that type of thing, whatever we see with our eyes or whatever, like his um, like legacy, his how he's perceived does matter. Like those guys are going to go in the room and they're going to say this guy was the best left yes. tackle football for, for a decade. Whether or not you think that's true, whether or not I think that's true, that is the perception of Jason Peters and that's going to play in that room. I, I think he's 
pretty close to a lock to make the Hall of Famer. I think he'll be a Hall of Famer. I think he will. Maybe not first vote, but I think he will be a Hall of Famer. I agree with you. Let's go to North Carolina and talk to Tony. Yo, Tony. Hey, how you doing, fellas? What up, man? How you doing? What's on your mind, Tony? Happy birthday, Elliot. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I've oh, man. heard a lot, and I'm wondering if he's been trying to play. He's been hit. Banged up all year. Who are you talking about, Tony? We lost you. You dropped out for a second with the name. Who are you talking about? Jason Peters. Peters. Okay. So go ahead. All right. I want to take you off. Yeah, please, please. We'll hear you better. you on my regular phone. Much better, Tony. Much better. better. Yes. All right. So, uh, yeah, I feel like Jason Peters is probably, I think he probably should be sitting out at least another game and let him fully heal. I think that's probably part of his problem. He's not healing up. They're rushing him back a little bit too soon, and that's probably why such a drop-off in his play. Yeah, that could definitely be it. Look, he's been dealing with injuries for the last three years now. When you're, and, when you're, and he's 38. Yeah, when it's you're 38, those, exactly. I mean, you're never going to be 100%. Look, he, is, he has shown over the course of his career with the Achilles injuries and stuff that he is one of those people who heals faster than I think a lot of people would, better than a lot of people would. At a certain point, that ends. At a certain point, father time catches up to all of us, to everybody in every situation. He's 38 years old. Like, his body is not the same. Like, to expect him to be Superman anymore is, is unfair. At a certain point, he's going to fall off the cliff. It, it seems, it seems like he might have fallen off that cliff. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think but, he's definitely fallen off the cliff. I mean, yeah, he's still Yeah, I average. think he's lost a step. I agree with that, but... I really feel like if he had a little time to heal, he's still better than average. Uh, Tony, look, he might be. He I, was I last year. He last was. year, he I, was. I've been a proponent of he's been better than I think people have given him credit for. But you also can't take out the the in, the inconsistency in the part of being able to stay on the field. Like that is a factor that has to matter. That when you're starting your left tackle, you're giving him all the reps during the week. You want someone you know is going to have a absolutely a chance to make it through the game. Absolutely, and I think he, like you said, I thought last year he played better than he was given credit for. This year, the first three games, he was not great. Like he was very bad against Cincinnati, very bad against Washington. Maybe the the worst offensive lineman in both of those games. I just, if the coaches think he's the one that should start, I, I just have a hard time saying play the play a guy that you don't think is good just for developmental reasons. But again, it's, even though we've seen this, I forget the developmental reasons, we've seen these coaches, or, or Howie, whoever it is, we right. don't know exactly how this process works. I think Howie has a bigger role in it than he should. But whatever it is, we've seen these guys make wrong decisions like this before. Again, the Greg Ward thing last year, perfect example. Travis Fulgham not being up the first few weeks of the season this year. I mean, there are examples of guys who yeah. were not given the shot when they should have. And I, I feel like this is another one of those examples. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Mount Laurel and talk to Steven. Hey, Steve. Hey, guys. What's going on? Long-time listener, first-time caller. Oh. Pretty excited to get on. Uh, get Thanks, along with you guys. Very happy we, we got you Yeah, in, we Thanks really appreciate it. What's on your mind? So I kind of wanted to uh, talk about the Jay Spears things. I know we're you know beating that down to a dead horse. But I think um, what I kind of want to get your – I agree with you, James. And, um, Elliot, I kind of want to take your get your point on this. Mm-hmm. If you think, you know, what do you think would be the best bet? Is having the best five guys on the field or having Jason Peters at left tackle? Because at right guard, is Sua Opeta mm-hmm. a better guard than Jason Peters? I guess I just don't understand why they would go into this game. You know, this is a great opportunity to kind of get hot, beat up the Cowboys, go into your bye, you get a lot of guys back. You know, a lot has shown at least to be competent there. And like we talked about what James said, it's, you know, he's played a, you know, he's only played a few games. 
but he's, he's been competent, and, that, and that's impressive, I think, to anybody who watches football, that this guy can get out there and, and be a left tackle and, and competent enough. Well, to, so really quick, why to, not to, have, to right. your point about Suo Peta, I don't know if Jason Peters is a better guard than Suo Peta because he's never played it. Like, he barely played it in training camp because he was, frankly, not practicing most of the time, and then he moved to left tackle. Um, I don't think Suo Peta played well against the Giants. Suo Peta at least has played the position of guard in football for – you know, f- two years for the Eagles now in practice, and then obviously he played in college. So I see your point about putting the best yeah. five out there, but I just don't know if Jason Peters could be a right guard just because I've never seen him do it. So there's a potential. You would think there's the chance, at least, based on history, athleticism, all that, that you know. I mean, yeah, maybe, but he's all pro- only probably taken how many snaps at that position? 20? Right. No, 30? I agree. Like, right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So that would yeah, be my I concern. Just, it's just, right, and it's just like – but the point is, they, they brought him in, and you're right. He didn't really get to, like, he kind of started his whole. Yeah, he didn't really do know, it. Hold, hold, yeah. him, hold him hostage. But they brought him in to replace Brandon Brooks. So, obviously, I think the thought was, you know, this guy's talented enough. He's played in the NFL for 20 years, and he's, he's a big guy. He's, he's athletic. You know, it, you don't have to be as athletic to play guard than left tackle. I think everybody agree on that. So, I don't know. I guess I just as an Eagles fan, diehard Eagles fan, I'm kind of looking at that and like I just feel like maybe it's a wasted opportunity. And then Milano just goes to the bench. You hey, know what I mean? So. Steven, call us more, man. Yeah, that was really a good, really yeah, good a phone call. Like seriously, call us again. Thanks for calling. I want to squeeze one more call in. Let's head out to Portland, Oregon, and talk to Jordan. Hey, Jordan. Hey, how you doing, uh, fellas? It's really good to talk to you. This is uh, the Dust Off guy on Twitter. You might have heard from me before. Oh, just your podcast listener, Jordan. Yes, yes, nice, yes. Nice, um, man. I lo- Thank you. We always say on the pod, like, we love, we always want the pod listeners to call in on the radio. So that means yes, a lot thank to us, you man. For thank you. Man. What's on your mind today, Jordan? Well, first of all, uh, this that's the first time I heard the number yesterday that was on the podcast. So I'm super excited to call in. What I want to do is I want to talk about how – I want to move on from this Jason Peters uh, nonsense and talk about how Carson Wentz is the most sacked and pressured quarterback in, in the National Football League right now. And mm-hmm. – if he does get hurt, we're going to be talking injury-prone. But he's not getting hurt. So it's time to lose this injury-prone label. That's a really interesting yeah, I, point, Jordan. We, I, I we actually, have not mentioned it. We just we keep saying, oh, he's going to get hurt, but he hasn't gotten hurt. Well, that, that, that's interesting because I brought this up on the pod a few a few weeks ago. Like, he takes a lot of hits and does not get hurt for a guy that's labeled injury-prone. Yeah. And I do think, look, he suffered major injuries. Those injuries happen. But for a guy that's labeled injury-prone, and it's probably the biggest thing about him in his career, you were right. He does take a lot of hits, and he, he's a sturdy guy in a lot of ways. Yeah. No, I think, I, I think it's just time that, that we, uh, we let go of that and realize that this is definitely the QB of the future, regardless of any uh, Well, you know, know. You know how we feel, how much, Jordan. You know that I'm, 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 I'm championing you right now. You know that. <laughs> Jordan, yeah, we're, we're, we're at the end of the show, but call us again next week, man. That means a lot. We really appreciate when, yeah, when our pod pod listeners make the crossover. So, Jordan, thanks, man. We really appreciate it. Uh, e, here we go. You feel uh, feel confident? Where are you at? Give me a final score for tomorrow. So, when we recorded the pod yesterday, um, I predicted they would cover the eight and a half, I think it was then. Mm-hmm. Ten and a half, I don't know. Man. How crazy is that, by the way? We yeah. recorded a pod. It was on Thursday, so two days ago. At Park Casino, it was eight and a half, and that was after being like six and a half. And yeah. Like, and now we're up to ten and a half. It's wild, man. I think they're going to win the game 24 to 17. And I think it's not as close as that, but I think that I just can't pick this team to blow out the Cowboys. I can't. I cannot pick a team that's two, four, and one to blow out another team. Not the, not the Eagles I've seen this year. 31 14. And there it is. Go, Birds. Dallas sucks.
Jody Mack coming up next. So, again, we'll be back next week, one to three. Bye week. That'll be fun. We'll feel good. Yes. Kind of just, you know, relaxing a little bit. The Eagles will be three, four, and one. An impressive three, ahead, four, and one. Looking heading ahead to, the playoffs. to getting back to 500. <laughs> All right. The Mac man, Jody Mack, is coming up next. Uh, thank you to everyone who called. Kevin Keenan, Moshe Kravitz, Find the Glass, everyone who listened, we couldn't do it without you. Until next week, it's been another edition of Go Birds Radio. Is Elliot. I'm James. We'll talk to you guys later.